This episode is a special one. Today, we're going to shift gears a little bit and for the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to listen about an approach that is so ingrained in our product development life cycle that being a part of it, we hardly notice it. But its importance can't be undermined. Agility and agile innovation methods are here for more than two decades now, and they definitely deserve the credit for the fast-paced nature of this rapidly changing information and technology landscape. If you are working with a cross-functional team of product managers, designers, and engineers, you might already know how agile methods, be it Scrum or Kanban, have made the collaboration between teams so effective and feedback loops so short. The believers of Agile in software development and its limitless potential consider it not as a methodology, rather a mindset. And in this episode, we are going to listen to one such believer. I'm Sevda, Sevda Pruitt. I'm an Agilist or a Scrum Master who helps teams along their Agile journey to discover where they are and where they could be. My career in IT started in early 2000s as part of an engineering team as a developer, then out of curiosity, I found myself in project management, then agility as a scrum master. Working with teams to improve their agile practices is what I do and what I am really passionate about. I'm Priya Saraswat and you're listening to Rethinking UX podcast. And in this episode, Sevda will give us a quick glimpse of agile and scrum world. The format of this episode is to get some quick bites of Agile by asking some fundamental question that can hopefully help you and me to get a better understanding of what Agile techniques are and how can we be smart at bringing the values of those techniques to our teams. So the first question I asked Sevza was around how Agile and its techniques are different from the traditional project management processes that somehow seems to be more sequential in nature. How is Agility different than traditional project management? It's day and night. Agility means individuals and interactions uh, over process and tools, right? or working software over documentation, comprehensive documentation, customer collaboration over uh, contract negotiation, or responding to change over following a plan or a contract. All these are listed as basics of agility. In traditional project management, everything was planned out, detailed out, everything was followed, any change would have to go through change management and the customers would receive the product all the way at the end. Um, They had hardly ever had any say in it. With the agility though, we are totally applying different way of working, which is plan, do, check, act cycle. We are planning small scope of work and then we are doing what we planned, and then we are checking internally, and then with our customers, just adjusting whatever is necessary. This really works well because it allows for the teams to develop and to put out the minimum viable product, the quickest, the easiest, maybe the most challenging product out there 
and be successful with that and satisfy the needs, the needs of the customers. As part of the agility, regardless of the flavor the team chooses, because there are different approaches, different practices like Kanban or extreme programming or the most well-known and practiced Scrum, the teams go through basic ceremonies. These are daily stand-ups, grooming sessions, planning sessions, demos, product demos, and retrospectives. The daily heartbeat, the daily stand-up happens every day at the same time, same place. And then grooming activities prepare the teams either for uh, the sprint planning or in Kanban in that working of the continuous flow. And retrospectives are the safe place, the trusted zone. The teams can open up, look back, reflect, collect data, and then take corrective actions or work on the things that they like to improve. Wow. The plan, do, check, act cycle was something really interesting as it somehow reminded me of the whole design thinking process where you research, you ideate with your team members, and then you prototype and test the solutions with your users and iterate on the things that were unsolved or have some usability issues. I somehow can completely see how agile and design thinking combined could be a perfect combination because they can yield and help teams to not only to deliver products and features rapidly to the market, but at the same time, it will also ensure that every product or every feature that you're building is actually solving a customer need or a pain point. The next question I asked and I was curious about was what kind of projects are well suited for agile methodology? Are there any criteria in place? Because not every team somehow is comfortable using Agile still in, in today's world. What kind of a project is suitable for agility? Any, any projects, any kind. Usually agility starts at technical teams. It can be practiced by technical teams, by marketing teams by um, any, any, other, any other teams who can define a vision, a goal, a scope of work, have high level uh, definition of work, and then work items. And that's, that's the start. So they can time box themselves and call it Scrum. Uh, it can be one week, two weeks, I've seen three weeks, I don't suggest. I think a week or two is the better option. Uh, or they can do Kanban and Kanban is just um, without the time box, keep working and keep completing whatever is closest to the completion. And in the past, I had one team activity we used Kanban. It was about a treasure hunt game at the departmental, department-wise for my team. And at the time for myself, it was the first time we used uh, Kanban. It was fun. It was clear. It was transparent. It was efficient. We had our Kanban columns. We had our 
list of working items, uh, which sites to go, what items to find. People took different items assigned, uh, they volunteered. And then day by day we updated and anybody could come to our Kanban board and see what was left over to do. So if they were done with items in hand, they could just pick up the next thing and you know, if they wanted to go and explore another area uh, for finding the next treasure and take its picture, that was the game. They did. We, we did it. We, and we won the game. So at the end of it, actually, we had a lunch at the um, department director as the reward. Wow, I can't believe that a project management process can actually bring so much fun to a team. But that was incredible. The next thing I was curious about is this notion of reducing or shortening of the feedback loop as a part of agile techniques. So I asked Sevda what she thinks, like, is it actually helping teams to get that feedback quickly? Well, everything is shortened in agility, I'll say, uh, because it is about having the necessary team members with the expertise, with the knowledge, they come together and this can be a team size of plus or minus two from seven team members to nine. So five to 11 to 12. And in this team, we have a product owner who works, who brings requirements. We have scrum master who helps team members to keep up with the scrum ceremonies, whatever help they need. And in the team, we have UX designers, we have back-end coders, uh, we have data ops people, whoever we need from the full scope of delivering a product from scratch design to deployment, getting customers their hands on, everybody is part of the team. And all these people are empowered. They are given the tools with the agility. Um, and plus whatever they are working with the technical tools as well, just meeting daily, coming together to grooming sessions, coming together for planning sessions, and then coming together to retrospectives. Those are the key areas. By having the right people at the right time and in just enough time, focused and prepared makes the agility effective. Product owners, they work on the requirements. They bring us what we need to work on. And then we drill down, we break it down. How can we accomplish that? That was indeed a good advice. But I'm still thinking about how a team can be comfortable in bringing those goodness of Agile into their life cycle. Because there are so many different types, variations of Agile techniques. So how can a team decide that whether they want to go Kanban or Scrum, and especially the teams who are working in a waterfall model so far, and now they're moving to Agile, how, what could be their strategy? There are different flavors of agility, yes. And which one to use when? Based on my experience, I suggest the team or the teams start with Scrum because Scrum makes it easier by time boxing. That is a very good start for any team coming from waterfall or no methodology at all to have a structure that they can follow. 
first it is important to follow the template follow these guidelines and time boxing in terms of that sprint duration and see how they are doing regardless scrum kanban it doesn't matter we need to communicate daily we need to look at what requirements we have so we can work on and as we complete our work we show that work to to others and users last but not least we come together as a team everybody from ux to product owner to back-end uh, coder everybody comes together for the retrospectives that safe trusted zone talk about to reflect to collect data and see what can be done until we meet next time and that is that is the key for improving that is the key to see can we uh, look into any other flavors of agility and being in the COVID times and not being in the office, there are great tools to do this or for remote teams as well. Like I use with my teams Retro, R-E-E-T-R-O. I really like this tool. You can look back your history. It's very easy to use and the basic version is free. There is another tool I have recently um, came across and the, this new tool is called Ecometer, Ecometer app. And this looks pretty good too. I have been playing with it. It is pretty cool. In terms of being successful with agility, teams will discover a lot of dysfunctions that might have been hiding under waterfall or traditional methodology because everything was clearly defined ready divided up into necessary pieces and now the simplicity of agility might bring can bring the chaos or the difficulties the only thing that will help teams is to really stick to the basics and use make best use of retrospectives for the teams to be open and ready for change and for scrum masters to create a trusted zone and the managers for upper executives to respect that is really key by following the scrum guidelines and looking for improvements I can assure I am 100% confident teams can get to a better place, can improve. If the teams are looking for an easy way to start their requirements definition, just that product vision, what are they going to build at a high level to define and unpack later on, the product vision, the elevator test, or design the box exercises can be really helpful. And it is a very simple template, the uh, product vision for target customer who in the need or the opportunity, the product name is a whatever that product category that what is that key benefit? What is the compelling reason to buy that product? 
unlike whatever is the primary uh, competitive alternative or existing incomplete service, the new product or our product, the statement of the primary differentiation. So with this template, everybody participates to verbalize, to compose this vision. And once that's done, then we break down into smaller chunks and still it's at um, a higher level. It is not at the workable pieces, but it is coming from high level product vision goal into smaller chunks. Okay. So there was some really useful tools and techniques mentioned by Sevja in that conversation. You should totally go back and check all the tools from improving your retrospect from grooming meeting and just to make sure that your sprint or your scrum is going well. That being said, I was curious if there is any other things that team should be doing in order to make the whole process more productive. Another area that I practice and it works really well is in terms of starting and ending in scrum the sprint. I find it really more motivational if the teams start and end the work any day, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, but not Friday or Monday. The reason being is uh, Mondays is the Monday moods. Friday, everybody's already on the weekend mood. It's really not so productive. Currently with my team, we end our cycles on Tuesdays. We do our retrospectives on Tuesdays and then on Wednesdays we have grooming sessions or the planning and the demos to customers are always done before the next cycle before the planning session another tip that I can share is going back to earlier in my career when I first started uh, scrum and being helpful to your audience I think they might find it very useful if they check out Mitch Lacey, Agilist from Seattle area, MitchLacey.com. He has this two-week sprint timeline activities. He lists, he answers the questions of what, who, when, how many hours, who attends, which people, what activities, and what's the output. He lists like starting the sprint, um, who does what in the middle of the sprint, who does what, who participates approximately, um, how many hours can they expect to dedicate? And it is very helpful. So um, just if they check that out, they will find it very useful. So folks, I think that was a really good advice. No to Mondays and Fridays. You got to know the moods. And if you would like to be more productive and efficient, I think Sevda's advice was right on point. The final question that I asked Sevda was my curiosity around a role of a UX designer in this whole agile world, especially because it's considered as a more development process. I wanted to know how a UX designer or a product designer fits into this whole process. How does product management and UX fits into Agile? I think those are the cornerstones of agility. Without an efficient product owner, I think an Agile team would be lost. I think the product ownership is key to success for, and UX is 
the other cornerstone that puts the magic on the product, really. Because it doesn't matter how good the quality of the code is, how good the performance is, unless the UX is answering the needs of the customers in terms of usability, uh, in terms of ease of use, then it's just not going to be successful. And for that reason, agility by defining small scope and then in the constant feedback, just being able to put out something there, basic, or something just um, sharing a draft and then getting feedback and then working on that based on that feedback uh, is really helpful, I believe, to UX and to success for the whole team. This brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, Sevda, for sharing your knowledge and some great insights in such a short amount of time. I'm pretty sure people will find the information shared on this podcast today to be helpful. If you would like to dive deep into any of the topic related to Agile and project management, Sevda also has a podcast called Agile Project Tribe that you should totally check out as it's available on Spotify and all other leading podcast platform. This podcast is an initiative of Rethinking UX community, a community of people from all walks of product life. If you would like to learn more about us, please go and check out our LinkedIn page. We also have a Slack community, which is invite only. Thank you for tuning in and I'll catch you in our next episode. Till then, take care.